This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Greetings, I am Barry. If you're searching for answers, spiritual help, clairvoyant readings, healings, crystals, books, incense or jewellery, you need to go to Infinity, Hamilton Spiritual Centre, in the new premises at 550 Anglesey Street, or you can phone us on 838 1838. This is your link between this life and the next. Become the change the world needs today. Greetings, I am Barry. This is the voice within for another week. So, here we are already, all the twos, 2022. Now, Lee Harris, at the end of last year, put together a prediction, a forecast about this year. So, this is his take on 2022. Hello, welcome to Impact the World, and welcome to this special bonus episode. So, on December 21st this year, I recorded a special broadcast called Vision, Entering 2022. It's a deep dive energy update looking at the year of 2022 as a whole. The headline for the year is Year of Strength. And then I was given seven themes which I break down and explain how they might show up for us in the year to come. Following that, I channel my guides, the Zs. So it's an in-depth broadcast, but we wanted to give it to you as a bonus podcast episode. So it's about 90 minutes long. You might want pen and paper for a couple of questions I ask you to sit with about 45 minutes into it. And the intention of the broadcast is to give you a chance to look back at where we've been this year, but more importantly, look ahead and feel into what you would like to create in the coming years. Welcome everybody. Welcome to Vision, which is being recorded live on this December 21st solstice day of 2021. And each solstice, I like to do a broadcast where we we take a look ahead at the coming six months, but specifically in December, a look at the year to come. I'm Lee. I'm an energy intuitive. I'm a channeler and a musician. And I've been doing this work now for almost 18 years. And probably like many of you, I've been a student of this work, metaphysics, spirituality, since my late teens. So going back almost almost 30 years now. Um, what a time that we're living in. And one of the things that I do is to track energetically some of the themes that may be affecting you and how you can deal with them. So I look at things from a very energetic metaphysical standpoint, but because this is the way I'm wired, I'm always curious about how we ground those themes and how we work with those themes on a very human level. When I first met my guides, the Zs, who I will be channeling later today in this broadcast, they explained very clearly and very adamantly that we are both human and soul and that we live from both of those vantage points. The human us, 
that which has been influenced by our parents, by teachers, by loved ones, by the way that we've interacted with the earth since we were born, and what is culturally going on where we live or worldwide as a whole, how it's defining who we are as humans, and then the soul. So who we came here to be and the themes that we came here to both explore and perhaps also play out in the world or the gifts that we're here to give. This is a very interesting time because my guides explained to me many years ago, and those of you who've been with me for a few years will, will know this. They said that the years between 2017 and 2024 were going to be huge years on the planet in terms of radical transformation and us going through a period of time that was designed to set up the future on earth and to reconstruct some of the ways that we live and in other ways to detonate some of the ways that we live so that we can move forward. They've always said that higher consciousness is flooding the planet more and more and I know as a human being, I sometimes look, you know, look at things and go, well, hang on a second, are you sure? Because it doesn't look like that over here. But one of the reasons that they say that this period that we're in now is so charged and is so difficult in many ways is 2024 onwards marks the beginning of a new period for Earth and for the consciousness of Earth. And so what we're seeing playing out right now is a lot of light and high consciousness energy that we're feeling personally or that we're seeing happen out there in the world in ways that we don't remember before. A lot of healing is coming with that, but also we're seeing a lot of the old ways of being, the old ways of thinking, the old ways of doing things really rising up and trying to control and hold and not let us advance in terms of consciousness. So it's a very edgy, tricky time. I've, uh, I've had a few days for myself where I've just been reflecting on this year. It's always a good time to do it at the end of the year. And I've, <laughs> I've been you know, marveling at even though I can find many things that I'm grateful for and that have been profound experiences like I've never had before this year. I also think of all the times that I felt as shaken and stirred as, as we all have. Not just this year just gone, but I think this last two years has been a very tricky arc of time to live through for all the reasons that we know. But when I was tuning in in the last two days about some of the key themes I wanted to deliver to you about next year, the year was given the headline 2022 Year of Strength. So the major overarching theme next year is going to be strength. How will we rise into our strength? How might our strength be tested? Which I think many of us can say, can say is what we've been going through in the last couple of years especially. But that strength is where we are being asked to go next year. Now, don't panic when you listen to this if you start noticing your own mind or your own feelings worrying about anything I'm saying or thinking, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not very strong or I'm not feeling very strong right now. That's an overarching theme. And number one, anything that I say or any intuitive or anybody out there in the world is basically offering you something that you can use, take in or let go of. It might not be for you. 
But I wanted to give you that headline of 2022 year of strength before I break down the seven themes that I've been given that I'm going to focus on. What's coming up and what are some of the overarching themes? So I'm going to go through those now. And in probably about 20, 25 minutes when I finish these themes, I'm going to invite you to do an exercise with me. It will take five, five, ten minutes, but have a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil, or if you prefer to type, have access to something you can type on in about 20, 25 minutes. Because even if you're not watching this on the day of the solstice, we're in the energy of the solstice right now. And that's an incredibly powerful day for manifestation, for clearing and for looking ahead. So uh, even if you're watching this as a replay, I invite you to do that exercise with me when I've gone through these themes. And then after that exercise, I'm going to channel the Z's, my guides, probably for around 25, 30 minutes. So you can experience both their frequency and also their way of seeing things, which is uh, a little different to the way that I or we tend to see things when we're just looking at things from a human level. So to kick off our themes, I mentioned earlier this passage of time 2017 to 2024. Well, the first theme I was given, and this is something the Z's are going to speak about when we get to their section. 2022 to 2024 are the quantum leap years. So this next three years, 2022, 2023, and 2024, we're going to see a quantum leap in world events, in societal changes, in the way that people feel and see things. I think one of the things that has been most noticeable in this last two years is the disconnect or the gap between the way that we as a society have been given rules or told what we can and can't do and how people feel about all of that. And so in the next three years, the rise of people's feelings, thoughts, and also the rise of people's soul is going to be a big part of the next three years. So when I say to you, uh, these are going to be the quantum leap years, just notice the tendency in your mind to be passive about that idea. I know this is very normal for us. We've been trained and programmed as human beings to believe that we don't have power of influence over what's going on here. And there are certainly many systems in our world where the majority of people are either, either disempowered or denied influence over the system that they're in. This period that we're in right now is where that all starts to change and break open. It's not necessarily smooth and easy either. I think, you know, we tend to go, oh, great, that's going to be great because we need more empowerment. And for sure, that's going to be happening, but it's going to play out over the next three years and it is going to play out. And we are here for that. We're here to be part of it. And even if you're somebody who doesn't see yourself as being either a frontline activist or perhaps you're very quiet in your life, it doesn't mean that how you feel about things and what you think about things isn't helping to create the map of the world. So that's why I ask you to just get mindful about noticing the way that you think and feel. I have to do the same thing all the time. How am I perceiving what I just heard? Because what we start to perceive about what we just heard can influence how we act. And this next three years, there are going to be some very 
the word that comes to me is unlikely events that will take place on the planet that will also bring out unlikely sides in each of us. And the message is we're to embrace that, not to fear that. It may seem a little bit like that moment when it's uncomfortable for you because you get into an argument with a friend. And in the moment you're arguing with this friend who you perhaps have always had harmony with and a part of you reflects on it afterwards and goes, oh, that, I didn't like that, that was very uncomfortable. Or, But actually that was required for your friendship to go to the next level. And when you've gone through that argument phase or that fire phase together, the two of you get to rebirth and become something new. Try and see this next three years in that way. Remember that next year as an overarching theme, our strength is going to be what we are being called into, sometimes being tested, having our strength tested. And I know many people, uh, I think people have strength test fatigue right now with everything that has been going on on the planet the last couple of years. So why I want to ask you to try and see the positive side of this is the way that our culture works, particularly if you look at the stories that we are told culturally. For example, I think everybody understands that we have a very slanted media system on earth. The stories that our, our traditional media will tell us, they tend to be slanted toward the negative or the fear-based. And that's something that needs to change in order for the consciousness of who we are as a people and what's happening on earth for the next phase to really bloom. So this next three years, expect to see a lot more of that, if you like, fire and fight energy, but not necessarily that you're passively watching it, that you're actually feeling it inside you. And the message they're giving is, it's a good thing. Don't be afraid of your voice, your fire, or your no. The no that might come through you in an incident with a friend or in something that you see going on globally. It's going to be unavoidable and it's not necessarily that you're going to have to sit there and dig deep and try and find your anger or your fire. Things are going to happen and things are going to come up for us in this next few years that will allow us to get in touch with those feelings and energies in much the same way that everything that we've seen in 2020 and 2021 has got us in touch with other feelings. So I'm not going to speak too much more about the quantum leap years because I feel really that's for the Z's to talk about. But bear in mind that 2022 is the first of a three-year period that is going to see us take some pretty major quantum leaps. And one of the things that hits me as I'm sharing this with you is I'm sure many of you have gone through what I and so many people have been going through in, in recent years. You almost feel nostalgic for the past in a very, uh, a very um, comforting way. You know, if you look at this rise of nostalgia in our programming and in our um, television shows and movies and just nostalgic reflection that has become a lot more a part of our culture in recent years, there are two sides to that for me. There is that human need that we have for comfort and safety. And so going back to things that we remember feeling cozy or warm or safe. But also, if you think about it, we're going back in time. Whenever you go back to something you loved in the 80s or the 90s, you're also remembering how the 80s and the 90s felt in your body and how some aspects of that time were a lot simpler and a lot less complex and a lot less charged than now. So that's part one. 
There's the human desire for us to feel comfortable and safe, both of which have felt much more challenged in the last few years to the majority of people. You might be different. You might be an exception to that. But as a collective, that's what's been moving through us. So that's one side of nostalgia. But the other side is the innocence of our hearts. We don't tend to go nostalgically back to things that bothered us, (laughs) that triggered us, that upset us. We tend to go back to the things that made us feel good, that gave us a rise in our heart, made us feel somehow connected. So we're looking to reanimate and reconnect that part of ourselves. So bear that in mind as you go through 2022. Anything that you're looking to reconnect with is not just about going backwards. It's also about birthing a part of you that felt connected to take it with you into the future because the level of disconnection on the planet in the last two years has been at an all-time high. It doesn't mean everybody's feeling disconnected in themselves. The byproduct of that can be when the world is losing its, you know, I I won't say S-H-I-T, but there you guys spelled it um, because I don't know who's watching this. Um, When the world is losing its head, we'll say, It can actually be a place where you really get clear about who you are and what you need and what you want. But still, we get very uncomfortable when the world is wobbling like that. So the next three years, that world wobble is not necessarily going to go away. But imagine if the world has been wobbling and we as a people have been a bit more underneath that wobble and haven't been able to do much about it or have felt a little bit like we're held down while things are wobbling out of our control. What we're going to see over the next three years is people starting to rise above. People starting to rise and actually have much more power of influence over what's going on. And one of the themes I'm going to come to later is corruption and conflict healing. So that will connect to that. The second theme for today is light power. One of the things that's so interesting about all the channeling I've been doing this past uh, six months is I have heard them describe in many different ways how light is rising on the planet. And equally, they explain why that is the reason that we're also seeing the darkness up close and more in our face and perhaps playing out its shadow more and more. And that can happen through us, too. You know, we are healing our own shadows, our own darkness all the time as we go. But what we're often seeing in this matrix that we're in as a world is light is rising in and through people. But in order for it to make a new imprint on the planet, a lot of the systems, ways of being or foundations that were rooted in what I would call darker energies. So those would be ways of being, thinking, or or behaving that aren't necessarily for everybody, aren't necessarily recognizing that there is an equality to all of us here, that there is a oneness that connects us all, looking out for each other. Instead, it would be looking out for yourself while marginalizing someone else willingly or deliberately, uh, not caring about what's going on in the map of the world and instead just caring about what you can get from the world. So we're seeing a lot of that play out, but this light power theme is going to be very strong in 2022. They've been talking about it a lot. They've been saying light is returning to the earth and it's returning to the earth in a big way. 
uh, one of the things that my guides have said is if you go back through galactic history, we used to have a real connection to that on Earth, but it got, uh, shall we say, hidden in some of the structures that we were put into many hundreds and thousands of years ago. So they're saying it's coming back and it's coming from inside the land and it's moving through our bodies and it's reinfusing us with our spiritual nature. So light power, there are three ways to look at it. We can either be shaken, stirred, or infused by light. These are the three breakdowns that I was given. So when we're shaken by light, it can be a very dramatic and sometimes jarring experience. Uh, for example, it can be the death of someone that we really love. Now, light moves in when somebody dies, but what, what can actually be brought up for us when we see them leave and go to that light, it can bring up grief and darkness for us in the connection that we lose with them on a human level. So we can be shaken by light in quite dramatic ways. Uh, things that can feel like dark nights of the soul or bad endings or something that you wish hadn't happened, but months later you'll be able to look back and see, oh, that actually got me into my connection with light, faith, spirituality, a sense of why I'm alive that I wasn't really embodying before. So we can sometimes be shaken into light. That's how light power can find us. Then there's being stirred. So stirred into light, being called forward. Perhaps you're having a bit of a rough time, but there are enough angels in your life or enough magical moments, enough synchronicities that draw you forward into light. And perhaps it takes some months but whenever we see a reflection of an angelic person or somebody who's very kind or something that makes us feel magical inside, that reflection is just reconnecting us to what's in us too. And when we see it, it can amplify in us. So for example, um, a very loving person who's very loving and kind toward you for a period of time, it can warm up your heart and then that heart warmth could last a while. And then you can go and spread that into the world too. So sometimes we're gently stirred into light. We might not be feeling very in our light. But if we notice there are enough helpers, symbols, synchronicities around us, it's a way of us being stirred into becoming more light in ourselves. And then the last one is infused by light. Now, this could be that you are really developing a beautiful practice for yourself. You have recognized that these times are not for the faint of heart and that self-care is not a luxury, something I have been talking about a lot over the last two years, that we have to look after ourselves, whatever that means for you. I know many of you may have a whole series of dependents in your life. Perhaps you're looking after kids or people who are depending on you for other reasons, health or emotions, whatever your world looks like, you will get ground down and worn down if you either don't have people in your life who are giving to you as well, or if it is your way to be a giver, or at this time in your life, you have to be the giver. You're like, well, I'm the only one in my family who can do this right now for this family member that means you're gonna to have to really look after your own levels of light and feed yourself. So perhaps you're making sure you meditate every day. Perhaps you're making sure you laugh every day. Perhaps you're making sure that twice a week you speak to a really good friend of yours. These are not things that we should take for granted at this period of Earth's history. 
we have to start to cultivate practices and routines that will help keep us afloat because it's a very stormy sea on any given day and that job is ours. So those of you that are feeling infused by light, it might be because you have developed a practice now and you, you're able to perhaps say, yeah, actually, Lee, in 2018, I was not looking after myself the way I am now. And it's true, I am more infused by light on a daily basis. I still have my human learnings, lessons, struggles here and there. But in general, light has become my baseline. I'm infused by light because I'm infusing myself. The other side is when you perhaps weren't looking for something like that, but something happens in your life and it animates you. I mean, I know quite a few people in the last couple of years who've had new babies and, you know, all the people that I know have had new babies, so many of them, they just fall in love at this whole new level of connection and oneness. Unless you have any issues with parenting, and that can happen for some of us if you're very traumatized, if parenting isn't really in your wiring or other reasons that are blocking you from feeling a connection with your child. If you feel that connection with a child, it's like one of the best examples of oneness that you can feel as a parent. And of course, there are those of us who aren't parents and we feel it in other ways, whether it's a friend or a pet or our work or our relationship with nature. We can feel that light in so many ways. So sometimes things come into our life that infuse us with light and they're outer circumstances that activate our light. So just think about how light power is going to show up for you this year. Are you going to be shaken into more light? Are you going to be gently stirred into more light? Or are you going to be infused by light, either because you're creating that for yourself or outer circumstances come and find you and shine that on you? Okay. This next theme was an interesting one. One of the themes in the year of 2022 is going to be collective grief. Collective grief. Now, grief, as my guides have talked about it, is a great transformer. So we often tend to, if we look at grief from a human level, Uh, We might think, okay, well, I'm going to feel sad. I'm going to feel depressed. I'm going to feel like I've lost things. I'm going to feel like I don't want to get out of bed. And we tend to look at it as as that kind of a state-based experience. What's, What's actually happening with grief is it's an incredible transformation phase that we go through. Doesn't necessarily feel incredible. You know, as a human being, we might want to bypass grief, not be going through it. But it is a very transformational energy. So Collective grief is something that I certainly have noticed playing out in the last couple of years, but apparently in 2022, certain things are going to bring that into focus in a bigger way. So a lot more people will be going through grief in a more visceral way and in a way that will lead them to a transformation. So I can interpret this in many ways, and I'm sure you can interpret it in your ways too. I look at it as, okay, well, yeah, things are changing on the planet and they're changing fast. And there are things that we're grieving that we don't have anymore as a, as a world that we did have two years ago. And so there is a collective grief about all of the fast changes. Of course, health has been a big focus the last couple of years. And so there is a grief that we can have around people who have passed on or health issues that others might be facing that we know or that we're facing. Um, and human health is, is definitely on the table right now in our world in many different ways. 
not just because of the main news headlines the last couple of years, just in general. How healthy is this planet for us and all of the things that we have developed, some of which are brilliant, how many of them are actually harmful for us? And where are we beginning to look at that and see that now? Because no two human beings are the same. So we all react very differently to things. And there tends to be a blanket approach in our cultural way of thinking right now that isn't very helpful. So what we're going to see over the next few years is a little more collective grief playing out, not only because of health-based aspects, but also just people going through a very visceral change inside themselves because of how things are changing. And grief tends to put us inside ourselves. And when we're in grief internally, a lot is changing in how we relate to the world, in how we identify with the world, in our attachments to people, places, and things. So when we come out the other side of a grief process, and of course it's different for everyone, for some people a grief process might last two months, for some people it might last five years, it just depends on the resources that person is leaning on to help them through it, uh, the size of the impact, what it's meant to do for their whole life as a journey. We see incredible results come out the other side. And the one thing I have to bring out here that's very clearly uh, was underlined as I was writing it, I was told underline this. Collective grief is going to relate to grief the transformer, but also grief the awakener. So a lot of people are going to wake up in ways because of some of this grief. They're going to see things a bit more clearly than they have been because of some of the events that are going to play out. Now, those of you who are going, well, what events? I also don't know. You know, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm still in December 21st, 2021. And whenever I get energetic themes, there are many different ways those things can show up in detail. And of course, we're all unique. So we're not all going to lean into each theme the same way. But for those of you who are curious about that, I wouldn't worry so much about what events are going to be the trigger for collective grief and collective awakening. And instead, I would just lean into the side of us that's having to change. And we're always having to move and change as a world. I remember many years ago, uh, one of the quotes from my guides was, the path of the light worker is constant change. They've also said that we as human beings crave and fear change in equal measure. We want change and we don't want change, and yet it's inevitable. You know, we're all on this human body trajectory that is going to end at some point, whether we live a long life or whether we don't live a long life by society standards. We never fully know uh, what that journey is. So in a way, us forgetting that grief and change are a part of life is actually where we're a little spiritually bankrupt as a collective. Because if you look at certain tribal cultures who revere that and celebrate that, they live with a faith and a relationship to spirit that particularly those of us, say, in the Western world, and I can't speak to other cultures because this is the culture I've grown up in, uh, we are a little unaware of the fact that things are always changing and there can be a very uh, reactive stance that we take to grief that I don't feel fully encompasses the truth of our life, which is 
all of us are here living a life that's going to include all kinds of highs and lows and that's just par for the course when you're human. It's not necessarily that grief happening is, I think, the problem. It's often the way that we've been trained to deal with it, to see it, to embrace it. So if you can see grief as a transformer and an awakener, more and more people waking up to higher aspects of consciousness or society that we need to embrace and build, then this collective grief is going to in many ways be a cleansing wave that's moving through people. And I know many of you listening to me, you're already there. You're like, oh, I'm fine with this. In fact, I kind of feel like it's my job to be a bit of a midwife for people as they go through that grief. And that's why many of you who work in the healing arts or you don't work as a healer, but you recognize that's your main job. You know, you perhaps work somewhere else or you don't have a job, but you know that your job is to work with the energy fields of other people and to help them. And that's one of the ways that you give to the planet. We're all here giving and receiving. We're all helping each other all the time to have this human experience. But there are many of you who tune into the kind of work I do who are here because you yourselves are studying and giving of this energy to others. So for many of you, this collective grief and this collective awakening is going to, in a way, put you to work in a new way and in a good way, because you're going to be there to help people who are a little confused, disillusioned, shocked by some of the things that, that they're not expecting to see play out or to understand or learn about the society that we've been living in. So if you do feel ahead of the curve, that's great because this will be an area that you can lend your strength for the others among us who perhaps aren't there yet. And that's going to be one of the areas that we're challenged by. Okay. Theme number four, revolutionary transformation, personal and collective. Now, this really relates to the next three years. We're, we're at the I mean, we're already in it, but we're really at the beginning of a time where revolutionary transformation starts to rise. So personal revolutionary transformation is going to look like you perhaps no longer compromising, perhaps no longer letting yourself stay small in areas that it doesn't feel true to you to stay small. It may also mean really showing up for people in your life in a way that you never have before, either because you, your heart has healed enough your willingness is more present. Revolutionary transformation means that we literally transform in a pretty revolutionary way. It tends to have a lot of speed with it. It tends to have a lot of shock with it. You know, you're surprised. You're like, oh my God, wow, I can't believe I'm doing this a year ago. I would never have thought I'm doing this. So revolutionary transformation on personal levels, it's going to happen to you and for you so you can either co-create with it or be taken there. I'll talk about that um, a little more when I get to um, the part about sensitives and empaths next year. But it's going to be moving through your system. So this is a really, really good year ahead to focus on transformation you want to consciously and willingly create because you'll be supported. And like anything that we're trying to create, there's usually healing that we need to go through and letting go that we need to go through in order to create it. So revolutionary transformation on a personal level in 2022 is ripe. It's bright, it's charged, and so you'll be able to really 
make some shifts next year. So for those of you who are annoyed right now listening to me um, or annoyed at me because you're not feeling like you've had any transformation or you felt stagnant or you're like, I'm just sick of the last two years. This is your year. This is the year to get more support to go for it. So pay attention to what you might need to adjust in your human life to allow that in. We can always ask spirit for help, but there's nothing like backing up our spiritual intention with human action and looking at some of our patterns and seeing where, oh, yeah, I'm just doing the same thing over and over again. No wonder nothing's changing. I need to open the curtains and let some light in. I need to go to a different part of my neighborhood than I ever normally go to. I need to infuse some new energy. So I'm going to work with 2022 in order to help consciously bring that. Collective revolutionary transformation is the other aspect. And some of you who I know are very much about being here for the collective, your work is all about whether it's more justice, whether it's more healing, whether it's more divine leadership for the world. This is going to be an incredible year for you. Even if you don't feel like next year you put everything in place that you're visioning for your coming few years, you will see leaps and bounds around the revolutionary transformation that you're wanting to bring to the world. Again, there'll be so much support for it next year. Even if things are going on left, right and center that you're like, oh my God, I can't believe this is going on over here or this is going on over here. You will feel called forward because in order to birth a new world, we need birth energy and we need the people who are going to birth it. There are some who will be focused on the dismantling or the transformation of the old world. And there are others who are focused on birthing something purely new from the consciousness that we have now, not necessarily trying to update something from the 1900s or the 1950s. We're all different and we all work in different ways on the planet to cover the whole between us. So those of you who are here for revolutionary transformation, and you'll know who you are because you'll be like, yeah, this is, this is why I'm here. This is the kind of change I'm bringing. You'll have that fire in you. It's going to be an incredible year collectively. So you'll meet more of the people that you need to help you build these things and bring these things to the world. You will also feel sustained in a way that you haven't before. So there will be a revolutionary transformation collectively. Those of you who are wishing and hoping that there was a bit more of that in some of our current systems, um, that may take a little longer to play out. It's not that we won't see more seeds of it next year, but there's a stranglehold in those old systems that's very dense. And so that's going to be more 2023 and 2024 that we see more of a fire breakthrough happening in those areas. But you will see a building of it next year. You'll see a steady building of it. And you're you're going to see a bit more infighting in those systems. I think often there is this us and them idea. Um, well, we're the people here and they're the people there that are, you know, holding us in place. It's actually not that clear and it's not that unified. There is going to be as much chaos and conflict energy within some of the groups that would seek to oppress others as there is going to be, uh, you know, your desire for, for, for that change to happen. So, that's partly why it's taking place over a few years energetically. It's not something we can just wave a magic wand and have change overnight. But you, as a change bringer and as a birthing person for the new earth, especially if you feel that fire in your belly as I'm talking, 
that's really going to be a, a really good year for you. And it doesn't mean there won't be lessons or challenges, but you'll feel you are able to spread your wings and your light into the world in a bigger way. And collaboration and community will be a huge part of that uh, because the time of doing things solo is really not the way anymore. I mean, it hasn't been for many years, but it's going to be groups and collectives coming together either for years or for like short periods of time. You might just join up with a group for three months and all of you together move something forward enough that then you go off into other groups or your own separate ways. So bear that in mind when you think about collectives and collaborating. Um, theme number five is spirit returning to humanity. And again, this is a 2022 to 2024 arc specifically with a focus on going beyond the seduction of the 3D world, or I should say the limits. So you know how over the years we've heard lots of people tell us that the dream that we were sold, uh, whether it was through politics or whether it was an aspirational dream, like, oh yeah, get rich and you'll be really happy, or oh yeah, get married and have kids and you'll be really happy, or a lot of that stuff, which is not true, and is a story that we've been sold, um, is beginning to become exposed more and more. Now, many of you will have known this for years, and you'll have seen and gravitated towards other people who are saying, yeah, I got rich and I was miserable. And actually, that didn't solve anything. I still needed to get in touch with who I was and my soul. We've all been sold these systemic stories as to how we can perhaps improve our life, our position, our experience of being human. And there are so many limits in those 3D stories that we've been sold that people are very disillusioned more than ever before. And so what we're watching happen in the world is anybody who used to be able to manipulate or cajole through those ideas, it's beginning to lose power. There are still a majority of people who might be buying it, either because they haven't got the time, bandwidth, or emotional energy to investigate it, or because they're desperate. But more people than ever before are more disillusioned about all of it. And that's the tipping point that we're moving into over this next two, three years. So spirit is returning to humanity because we are going beyond the seduction of 3D and the limits of that world. I mean, there's some great stuff in there and it's got so many of us to where we are. But the next level for the earth and for humanity is living more in a spiritual way. It doesn't mean you have to care about spirituality or that you can tell me which dimension refers to what or what a chakra is. You know, I've always said this, some of the most spiritual people I've ever seen would never ever consider themselves that word, but they're so in their heart, they're in the flow of their life, they're loving and kind to as many people as they are able to. They've gone through lots of healing in their life, they're present. They know what they like, what they want, what they need. They know what they can give. I mean, that is being a spiritually alive and aware human. It doesn't matter how many books you've read on spirituality. So that's what I mean by spirit beginning to return to humanity. And it's doing it through people realizing we're at the end of the road with some of the old promises. Okay. Last two themes, corruption and conflict healing. So corruption and conflict healing in 2022 and beyond, but especially in 2022, we're going to see another rise in it. So 
conflict separates. Whenever we're in conflict with someone and maintaining a conflict with someone, we're separating from them. So also, whenever other people are asking us to have conflict with another person, oh, don't speak to that person, or oh, this person shouldn't be allowed to the party, or shouldn't be allowed here, there, or ever, we're being separated. We do it to ourselves, and some of our systems do it to us too, and we've all agreed to go along with it because we've never challenged it before. But there's a lot of conflict healing going on in the world right now. If you look at the last few years where power imbalances, whether it's uh, gender-based, race-based, abuse of power, there's been so many waves of healing in the world in the last few years that are just leading to more of a unity consciousness on earth. Now, that doesn't mean that that unity consciousness can start birthing new systems immediately because at the moment we're getting to this point where the old system and the unity consciousness that's rising slowly but surely and spreading through more people slowly but surely is beginning to clash. And that's also where corruption healing is going to come out. So corruption divides, conquers, imprisons. So we're going to continue to see certain corrupt things going on. We're going to continue to learn that they are corrupt. We're going to be able to quicker and faster see and feel when someone is out of their heart, out of their humanity, is playing a power game over others rather than actually caring about other people. It's not comfortable, it's not pretty, it's not fun. None of it is, but it's important. And in a way, corruption and conflict healing is one of the heart energies of the next three years, meaning it's going to be at the heart of our transformation. It also pertains to collective grief. A lot of people are going to be grieving when they learn some of the things that they perhaps didn't know, including us and things that we didn't know yet. Perhaps there's a few things we were already privy to. We're going to see a different wave of things in the next few years. So as corruption gets more exposed and organized conflict gets more exposed, the kind of conflict that's designed to separate us from each other or designed to segregate us from each other, that healing is going to be edgy and uncomfortable, but it's going to put people back into their own personal power, their own personal fire, and lead us as a world out of our collective amnesia, uh, where we're slightly asleep at the wheel and just following the system along and wondering, oh, why is the system still not working? Why is this still not working? We said we'd improve this and it's still not improved. Oh, you promised me this would happen and then that didn't happen. So at what point do I stop believing the promises? It's not fun. It's uncomfortable, um, but it's important. And it's going to be at the heart of our transformation. Last theme, sensitives and empaths. So those of you who either know you're a sensitive or an empath or you're very you're very tuned in on energy, which will be many of you watching this. Perhaps some of you are just kind of beginning to figure that out about yourself. Quite honestly, we all would be more wired that way if we had been encouraged to to be that way as a world. So more and more people are learning how sensitive they are right now. But the last message I have is sensitives and empaths rise into your strength. In 2022, rise into your strength. You will do this willingly or you will be taken there. You know how when the universe tries to kind of keep sending you on a, on a, on a path and it goes, keep coming this way, keep, and you keep going, no, 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 and you resist and you resist and you resist and then something happens 
kind of whacks you in the face or unearths something in your life, it's not fun. It's not the easy way to do it. But the universe and the path of your soul will get your attention eventually. Even if you keep driving left when your soul keeps inviting you to drive forward, you're just going to keep going down side roads and it will keep bringing you back to the main road until you're ready to face it. So sensitives and empaths rise into your strength. One of the things, I, I didn't re recover my sensitivity until my late teens, which is very similar of a lot of people. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm no different to a lot of you, I know. Um, some of you, I know, managed to maintain it from childhood, and that made the world seem edgy all this time. The rest of us, we either learned to defend or shut down or have mechanisms that kept us safe when our sensitivity wasn't safe to be in the world. Well, one thing to bear in mind, particularly if you're someone who goes, well, I don't really know what I want or what I need. It's a great sign that you are lost in the worlds of other people. Being lost in the worlds of other people can be gorgeous because it's connection, right? So there's a good side to it. There's a wonderful side to being able to like connect and enmesh and be connected with people, but it can also run you into all kinds of trouble if you aren't paying attention to whether or not your wants and needs are being honored in the relationship. It's never really the other person's fault. It's always our own. If we feel someone else is dragging us around, then it's ultimately going to be our job to go, hang on a second, why am I letting myself get dragged around here? So sensitives and empaths rise into your strength. If you have really taken a beating the last year or two and you're feeling like, oh my God, I just, I don't know how I'm coping right now. Make 2022 the year of strength for you. Not what you're doing to save or heal the world, not what you're doing to save or heal your best friend or your husband or your wife or your partner. Just make it the year of strength and go, okay, how can I improve my strength? How can I shift my patterns so that I become stronger? What can I do to create that and let that happen? It's really important because if we don't look after our own strength and our own energy field and know how to look after our internal system and what we need and want on a daily basis, and I don't mean, you know, I need a Porsche or I want, uh, I want to be in love now, no, none of that stuff. That's just ego stuff. And that's constructs that we think will bring us a feeling. Nothing wrong with it. It's fine. But I'm talking about something different. I'm talking about how you feel on a daily basis. Are you okay that you're here? Are you able to appreciate moments in nature? Are you able to know which people to go to to help soothe or inspire you or which books to read or which music to listen to? Do you know what you need? Really important now to figure that out. And by the way, if you're listening to this and you're crying because you're thinking, oh my God, Lee, I, I haven't known what I need for years, please celebrate that. Celebrate yourself for noticing. Don't, don't feel down on yourself or hard on yourself because you've just realized, oh my God, I don't know what I need or want. The fact you've identified this is brilliant because this is the beginning. Now you get to start fresh. And I, I, you know, I have lots of friends who are parents and you see it when... The kids leave home, the parents suddenly either have to figure out who they are now or who they are to each other now that their main job, their main relationship is not just co-parenting. There are so many ways in our life that we get upended from our patterns, our rhythms that were working for us. 
And that's been a theme the last few years. We need new patterns, new rhythms. So don't feel bad if you're listening to this and you realize I'm talking to you. Instead, embrace this as a great opportunity to investigate and make 2022 your year of strength. So for all of us, that is the overarching theme. I've given seven themes that I was given today. As I said, I will be doing monthly energy updates at the beginning of every month. Usually there are eight that will focus on that month. So um, I hope you enjoyed this part of today's broadcast before we move on. I would love you at this point to pick up your pen and paper or grab the thing that you're going to type on. I have two questions for you and because I want to carry on and do a channel for you in a moment, we won't take too long on this, but I encourage you after the broadcast is over to spend some more time with these two questions if you feel there is more to come. So the first question is, are you ready? What are you grateful for? from 2021. What are you grateful for from 2021? You might go, oh, I can't think of anything. Well, just sit and reflect and think back over the last 12 months. What are you grateful for this past year? What happened that you can recognize was either good for you or good to you or helpful? It might be that you had some good luck and you're grateful for that good luck because it brought a bright spot to your spring. It might be that you had a real healing breakthrough. You might be able to say, oh my God, I, I thought I'd never get over the loss of my last love. And actually this year, finally, four years later, I'm, I'm more open to the idea of love. Or, so there are all of these ways that we can look for things we can be grateful for. Sometimes they're very specific things. Sometimes they're energies or healings. So just write down at least three things. What are you grateful for from 2021? What was given to you? What did you receive? What did you acknowledge? What are you grateful you were able to release? Just take a moment. Okay. I don't mean to stop you. You can come back after the broadcast and write more. And I highly encourage you to do that. It's such a good exercise. It raises your vibration. Gratitude helps create more abundance and magnetize. So, you know, a daily gratitude list, especially if you're feeling disconnected, is a great thing to do for a while. I've used, I've used that daily practice in my life at various times, especially when I needed it. And it's incredible how it creates a magnetism for you. The second and last question I have for you is, what are you calling in for 2022? What are you calling in or calling toward you for 2022? So this could be, I'm going to call in more joy or more play. I'm going to call in changing my career the way I've been trying to the last two years. I'm calling in support for changing my career. I'm going to call in more community or more friends. I'm going to call in a better relationship with my health. So essentially, it's your intention. But we're phrasing it, what are you calling in or calling toward you for 2022? So that you can just feel and see what's in the vortex. So just jot down one, two or three things that you are calling toward you in 2022. And let yourself be surprised. 
Sometimes when we go intuitive for these things, what we write surprises us. For any of you who've worked with me either live at a workshop or at one of my many online workshops, you'll know the way I approach manifestation and creation is is multi-layered. It's always good for us to be setting new intentions, not that we hold them with a tight grip that they have to come true. And usually if we're holding something with a tight grip, it's a great clue that we need healing. There's an area of us that's trying to make something happen so that we feel better inside ourselves. But when you go through enough healing around what you're creating, it can be a wonderful thing to let your soul into the picture of your humanity. It's so easy for all of us to just get used to the habits and the patterns of our human life and our 3D world. But when you really just take a moment to ask yourself, well, what do I want to call in? and let that be a blank canvas, or let yourself feel slightly uncomfortable as you write down that thing that you know you want to call in, but it's making you uncomfortable. It just moves energy in that direction and it opens things up. So depending on what you felt when I just invited you to call in for 2022, this can be a great exercise you might do a few times between now and the beginning of the year. Or if you're watching this in the future, Just spend the next 10 days, every few days, write down your list. What am I calling in? And you'll start to notice certain things will repeat and you'll know that they're fundamental. But you'll also sometimes start to notice that other things will build. So today you might have said, well, I'm calling in joy and play. And then you do it again in three days and you might write down, I'm calling in joy and play and I'm calling in salsa dancing. I'm going to go and learn salsa dancing because you've connected that to joy and play. So the more we do this, the more creative we tend to get, which is good because then we start to move ourselves towards what we're building. Okay, so those were just two brief, simple exercises to uh, get your own energy moving in the direction of where we're going. Um, It's always interesting to do these for me at the end of the year. You know, many, many years ago, I started doing this Uh, I think the first one I ever did, if I'm not mistaken, was either in Amsterdam or Norway, live in the room, a end of year focus. And um, it's interesting to me tracking these themes as I do through every year. You hear these themes that are coming in the year ahead and it's nice to look at them. Sometimes we overinterpret them or we get a little fixed on what we think they are. I just want to remind you and myself, because I have to remind myself this all the time. We're alive right now. We're here right now. I mean, that in itself is pretty much a miracle. My guides are always saying that being human is a pretty extraordinary thing. They said, and we know that you get annoyed when we say that because you'll tell us all the things that are like painful or difficult or messed up. But they say you chose to incarnate here. And there is a reason you're here if you're alive today that it's very easy for any of us to die or be taken off the planet. So they say get curious about what you can create while you're here, especially if you're disillusioned right now, or especially if you're angry at life or at the world. Ask yourself, okay, well, what, what do I need to do for myself to get me back into a position that will allow me to create? Because this guy Lee is just pissing me off right now, telling me about create this, create that. I'm really mad and upset. I honor that and I've been there, I get it. So how can you first 
help the part of you that's upset and angry? How can you soothe and empower that side of you and just make that your focus for a few months? Because the way we work, we go through our ups and downs and our dark nights of the soul and our bright moments in life. And it's all about the resilience that we can develop in ourselves to keep coming back to life in ourselves over and over again, particularly hard when you've gone through a lot of death, uh, whether it's the death of loved ones or the death of things in your life that you thought would always be there. So for any of you who are struggling, A, I get it. I've been in those places. And B, just don't be hard on yourself about creating or manifesting. If it's bugging you that I'm even bringing this up, number one, good for you for still being here and not turning it off already. But number two, just allow yourself to recognize, okay, this should be my focus, looking after myself and getting myself back afloat. So in a moment, I'm going to channel. Um, afterwards, I'll say a very brief goodbye. But once I've gone through a, a channeling wave, it's, it's a little, everything gets a bit less logical and a bit less grounded for me uh, in, the, in the minutes and the hours after I do that. So um, thank you everyone for tuning in today. I hope you've got something out of it. I do encourage you to do your questions, which uh, was, what are you grateful for from 2021? And what are you calling in for or what are you what are you calling in for yourself in 2022 whenever you listen to anybody who's channeling or doing anything intuitive or anything that creates a kind of magic energy for you and and to me music is magic art is magic there's a there's a magical thread of connection that we can find in so many areas of the world or that stranger that we meet on the street who just gives us such a a loving smile or helps us in some way it can kind of reignite the magic in us um, but whenever you're exposing yourself specifically to channeling, and this is good for you to know because I'm about to channel now, your own intuition, your own soul, and your own ability to contact your higher self and your guides increases. We are beings who work through osmosis. We learn from each other and we're constantly rubbing up against each other's energy fields, sometimes rubbing up against them in a way where we're like, I don't want to be near that person. And that's a healing and a learning too. But whenever you listen to or expose yourself to channeling, it's an opportunity for you to hear the voice of your soul in a new way, whether you ever hear your guides or not, just your higher self. So I invite you to consider that as I'm about to begin the channeling. OK, I will do the channel and we will see what the Z's have to say about the quantum leap years of 2022 to 2024. Hmm. <clears throat> Good. Mm, welcome. Well, first, we must qualify that for some of you, the very idea of us giving you this title, the quantum leap years 2022 to 2024 is completely ridiculous. Ha! For some of you have been in the quantum leap energy since the 80s. Mm, there are those of you who were here to seed higher consciousness and you have been doing it for some five or six decades, many of you who are tuning in for this broadcast. So we commend and salute you for holding the spiritual thread all through your life, even if the world around you, the people around you, the place you were living was not necessarily honoring of the soul or the spiritual thread that runs through every human being. So for those of you who understand that you have been working in quantum leap energy for a very long time and you have been holding that for the world, 
your experience of the next three years is going to be one of a deep personal healing and a deep personal joy. Uh, those of you who have heard of karma, you are aware there are different ways of looking at karma. Some see karma as a punishing energy. Others see karma as an opportunity. Uh, we are not going to go into all of the ins and outs of not only what karma is, but more importantly, what karma has become perceived to be on the planet, for uh, that is quite a tangle that we would have to untangle. But we will put it this way. Uh, karma is something that you build. So there are many of you who have built wonderful karma for yourselves in this lifetime, regardless of what you did in other lifetimes and why you perhaps are building such good karma in this lifetime, who are going to receive a spiritual inheritance in the years to come. We are speaking specifically to those of you who are more in the higher parts of the 60s and certainly those of you who are in your 70s, 80s or 90s who are listening to this or watching this. You have been holding space and energy for a long time, even though some of you who are listening and you are in that age group think that you perhaps uh, did not wake up until a decade or so ago. You were still walking the planet and mm -mm, moving the spiritual energy back through your ancestral lines. So even if you did not wake up to consciousness, to the fact that energy is all around you, running through you, and is in fact a driving part of your life, even if your culture does not recognize, celebrate, or support that idea yet. Uh, those of you who have been carrying that energy all of this time, you do wake up everyone who is connected to you, not only the people that you are on the planet with right now, who are also incarnate at the same time that you wake up, but everyone who has ever known you, you see, there is a relay race that takes place between all of you as souls. Why do you think some of you recognize each other from other lifetimes? Someone you just meet yesterday and you feel such a profound connection with them. Why do you think there is a memory bank available to you? Now, we are not saying you specifically remember the outfits you were wearing or what you did, but you know you know this person. And there is an imprint in you uh, that even if the memories are hazy or vague, you have a sense that you have been around the block with them in more ways than one, either on earth or in other planes, other realities and other realms. You have these memories for you become significant to each other. And even though right now you are all incarnate uh, in this year of 2021, we could argue to you that of the mm, 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 7 billion plus people on the planet right now, you are all of significance to each other for you're all here at the same time. In fact, there are hundreds, and some of you, perhaps thousands, but for all of you, hundreds of people who you are incarnate with right now. And of those hundreds that you are connected to, either now or in the earlier part of your life, your childhood, you are still in contact with them. And we don't just mean the ones who have passed on into spirit. We mean a friend that you had that was a significant part of your life when you were nine. And perhaps you haven't seen them since you were 16 and you don't have any contact with them. But if something shifts in that friend or in you, you feel it in your energy field. It's a small shift that may take place for you. It's not necessarily dramatic. It doesn't capsize your life. But when you are open to the collective connection, the oneness, the consciousness that you all have, then you are far more able to receive imprints, impulses, and messages from each other. You are all in constant communication through the spiritual highways. 
So, the reason we bring this up is when you understand this principle about the people that you have been deeply connected to, and for example, this is why we are saying if you're in your 70s, 80s, or 90s right now, you are about to come into more of a spiritual inheritance and a sense of connection and joy as a karmic, mm, we will say, mm, 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 we do not want to use the word payback, for that can have a very negative connotation on earth. Uh, reward also, but we will say karmic gift for all that you did and all the space that you held. Everyone that you knew or have known in your life also feels it. People who have passed on, but more specifically, anyone who is still alive in the human body that knew you or knew of you, they feel it when you shift. They may not be able to identify it, consciously be aware of it, but they are still connected to you, for you are part of the themes of their life, and they were part of yours. So, this is why some of you wonder why you often remember people who you have no intention of reconnecting with. Perhaps you fell out with somebody, or perhaps you didn't fall out, you just grew apart, but they move through your memory every now and then. Well, it is often because they are also in relay with you. It doesn't mean they are always thinking of you at the same moment, but it might mean that a shift has just occurred in them that helps you shift your perspective of them. So, for example, many of you who forgive others from your life, who perhaps you left in a very mm -mm -mm, wounded state, or they left you in a wounded state, or so you perceive, when you come to a point of forgiveness, it can often be not just because you have done your work, but because they also have shifted from who they were. And whatever energy it was that so jarred against you at that time or wounded you is no longer present or active in their energy field. So you see, you are always in relay with each other. And the same is true for the people who you have wounded or who have felt wounded by you. They can shift and they can feel differently about you, partly because you too have changed and morphed. So, why are we going on about all of this? Well, think of this in terms of the world. If the highest point of consciousness that this world can experience together is oneness, which is what you are all capable of reaching, uh, we are not saying you will reach it or see it in your lifetime, but the spiritual thread that you are all connected to is that you are all of one. You are all of one. You are individual, you are different, but you are of one. If that is the highest octave of consciousness that you as human beings can reach, imagine what happens when more and more of you start to wake up on the planet to this spiritual energy. It becomes a little less about your fixed connections with other human relationships who are important to your learning and your growth and your path, and it becomes a lot more about the spiritual highways that exist among all of you. So, uh, let's uh, put it this way. If mm, I were a person, let's say, who was on the earth and did not necessarily want that spiritual consciousness to appear on earth or start to become the norm and instead wanted to either control or limit that spiritual consciousness, I would create all kinds of things on earth designed to steer you away from that innate knowledge, designed to steer you away from that innate truth. And we mean to give you no alarm here, but there are so many things that you have been, shall we say, raised into as human beings that have steered you away from that innate truth. So, 
Again, while we will say that we are not expecting you to be a human consciousness of oneness,、uh, even within the next fifty years on the planet, that is the direction that you are driving towards as a humanity. That is the direction that you are being led towards as a humanity, and it is a rocky road. It is not easy. It has all kinds of tantrums, fights, and resistances along the way. Sometimes in you, sometimes in the collective. Sometimes in those who do not want to see the light return to Earth. Now we do not mean to paint an us and them story for you, for there are so many of those stories flying around on Earth that are not helpful to you. They only trigger you. So we do not want to add to that. However, we must remind you that to be awake on the planet at this time is to understand and see all of it. To be able to see a darker agenda. And to be able to understand how you create a lighter one, to see a darker agenda is not to recoil in fear about it. It is to be awake. It is to see what is there, and that is why, for many of you, we have focused for those of you who will tune into us and Lee, and、uh, we are frequencies that you resonate with, and、uh, we are useful to you.、Uh, you are in the year of strength. 2022. It will not be that everyone on the planet experiences the year with that theme, but you are coming into your, we will say, spiritual strength, and your spiritual strength should look very human. Ha!、Uh, what do we mean by that? Well, many of you start thinking when we use those kinds of terms that you are supposed to astrally project or leave your body or be able to conjure all kinds of forms magically, and what we will say is. The human being has the capacity to be animated from the inside with light. Light can be the fuel, and the human being can be the vehicle. That is the peace on Earth that humans were designed to be, or we will say, designed to reach. And you are now entering a time on Earth. In human history, which is quite unprecedented, certainly for the last ten thousand years, where that light is able to return. Now, over the past four or five hundred years on Earth,、uh, there have been all kinds of clamps on the light, but they are now beginning to break. They are now beginning to break open. So,、uh, while we understand that a certain part of your minds gets a little upset. About noticing things that you remember from the earlier part of your life as a human, this go round, this past century, for example, this past hundred years, this incarnation that you've been in, we understand that some of you feel upset about the changes on Earth, but we would like to remind you that those changes were things you had to get used to when you incarnated. When you incarnated, especially those of you who've been here many, many times. You did not recognize what the world was when you incarnated into it. It had evolved. It had changed. There were already different ways of experiencing all kinds of things on Earth in this lifetime. So we would ask you to not get too human about what you notice that is changing right now. The human tendency is toward the negative or the tragic, or the shall we say disappointed. And by the way, you have been trained that way. It is not necessarily、mm, your downfall if you recognize yourself in these words. You have been trained to、mm, worry, be concerned, have fear, protect yourselves. None of that is wrong for where humans are right now. However, 
there is a new level of light and consciousness that is trying to birth through you. Yes, you specifically. We don't just mean you, this world. We mean you listening to this, the person who is taking this in through your ears, your heart, your body. That is your job. You came here to birth the new on this planet. That is your joy. That is your gift. Does it mean you will always be wanted, received, uh, liked, loved by others? Of course not. You live on a very diverse planet, a planet where the diversity of experience is not just cultural or country-based, but is in fact based on perspective and based on, mm, we will say, dimensions of reality. So, for example, you can take two people in two very opposing cultures, but they might be on the same wavelength because they are also tapping into frequencies that exist on higher dimensions, the sixth and above. So they are more loving, they are more kind, they are more able to flow with life, for they have been able to free up their heart space enough that they can let enough light in, or others have bestowed them with enough light that they have been able to develop and protect their own. It is why those people that are traumatized on your planet, so many of you feel moved to help them, for they have not been able to unfold beyond their trauma into the light that is designed to infuse their body. So, the reason we bring all of this up is this is the time that you are moving into, and this quantum leap is going to be quite strange for many of you. Mm. Now, uh, we are aware for many of you, uh, what we are saying is not particularly news or highly surprising, uh, but if we were to tell you that to many in your collective who do not see the world this way or think of the world this way, uh, some of the events in the next three or four years will be wildly and sometimes unnervingly surprising to them, it will shake the fabric of what they thought reality was, what they thought this world was. Now, of course, that's necessary uh, for what is actually shaking is the lower dimensions. And those lower dimensions are tantruming right now and also working hard to try and maintain their position of power. It's impossible. You cannot maintain a position of low dimensional power on a planet that is moving into a higher consciousness, hence the fight right now. Uh, but they will try and they will continue to try and that will be jarring to the hearts of some of you who will see that as the complete opposite of what you stand for. But this is why we say 2022 is the year of strength for you. Your soul work is to be in the heart space of your soul as much as you can and to not get too upset about those people you can no longer maintain contact with. This is a very tricky one on earth for you all get very connected and attached to each other, understandably. It is often how many of you heal, grow and survive. The community you're connected to has often been your survival. Uh, yes, you need food and water, but you really need community and love just as much. In fact, if not more so. So why we bring this up to you, and we are aware that the scientific-minded among you are a little questioning of us saying you need community and love more than you need water. Uh, but do understand what we are saying here. We're not speaking in linear 3D terms. So we would ask you to listen to us from other dimensions of your mind rather than the linear or the analytical. You will find us very unsatisfying if you do that. Mm. So why we bring up community and love is because this is the era of your world where that truth needs to and will return. 
and it will return either willingly or you will be forced into it. So we'll give you an example. Whenever there's a tragedy on earth, something happens in an area that uh, knocks everybody off their feet. Perhaps it is a natural disaster. Perhaps it is uh, something that a human enacts upon a group uh, that leaves everyone shattered, fractured or wounded. It is extraordinary how you all rally round and you become community-based once more. So in the coming years, there will be some events that will force you all together and then there will be a rising awareness of the true values of being alive and how they are not what this three-dimensional world sold you. They are instead supported by some of the aspects of the three-dimensional world, but that love, oneness, togetherness, and the spiritual thread of life that keeps you learning, growing, and becoming a newer version of yourself all of the time is in fact what you are designed to do and be here. So anything that is taking your progress backwards is going to be very jarring. It is why so many of you are correctly up in arms when some of your laws lately are trying to drag you back into the past and take away certain human rights. It is natural that that fire reaction would uh, play out. And it is also good uh, for some of those policymakers to understand uh, that people will not be quite as compliant as they perceived. So this is a worldwide awakening that you are in. But for you, 2022 is going to be a year where you can calibrate and galvanize your strength. So see this coming year as a year, regardless of what is going on in the outside world, it is very important that you take a moment to ask yourself, what do I want and need to become next? Who am I ready to be next year? Who am I willing to let myself become? These are good questions. For if you get too lost in all the busyness and the doing in the outer world, you lose the connection with your spiritual life for your spirit requires your inner vision, your inner self. It is not an externalized force. Now, don't get us wrong. You can, shall we say, have external experiences, people, relationships, times and places that spiritually animate you. But you are connected to spirit yourself through your inner world the part of you that can quiet down, reflect, integrate what you have been through, open up to where you are going. So, we will say to you, this winter time, or for some of you on the other hemisphere, this summer time, this is a time for you to reflect. This is a time for you to deepen. It doesn't mean you won't be active or doing things towards your dreams, your visions, your goals, or perhaps doing things that you see will help the world stabilize during this very unstable time on earth. But ask yourself, how can I go inward today, tomorrow, this week? How can I cultivate a practice where I can go inward regularly? In much the same way that if you go to uh, exercise every single day, eventually your body adapts to that exercise and you become stronger, fitter, more capable of what you would call cardiovascular exercise as your stamina and endurance increases. It is no different with your spiritual self. Some of you, and this is not a judgment by the way, this is cultural conditioning, 
some of you have used spirituality as a remedy. In much the same way that some will pray when they need something or when they need help. What if your spirituality became part of your daily practice? Became part of who you are, how you show up in the world? Imagine that. Imagine how strong you would become. And by the way, there are those of you listening going, well, I like that idea, but I don't really know what my spirituality is. Your spirituality is everything that makes you feel connected. Laughing, dancing, singing, being with people that light you up, quietening your mind down. For some of you, one of the most spiritual things you can do is sit and read a book because it is the best and fastest way that you recharge and that the introvert in you gets to be quiet and present. So you see, spirituality looks different for everyone. There are no rules. There are no rigid things you should do. But you want to cultivate a practice with your inner self. You want to be present with your inner self as much as you can. And by the way, you can be at a party surrounded by people and still present with your inner self. You don't just get lost in those around you. You connect to those around you while also connecting to who you are inside. And that is the art that many of you are going to master in 2022. Your own ascension through your spiritual soul light is going to allow you the ability to do this, to essentially hold space between two vantage points, being on the earth while also being in the light of your soul. Many of you are guardians and way-showers for this way of being. You don't necessarily need to explain it to other people. You simply need to be it, become it, allow it through your body. We have given you enough information today. Most importantly, see how your heart feels right now. Feel the enormous heart chakra in the center of your chest and the spaciousness it holds for you. It loves you. It wants to be loved by you. It wants to be honored by you on a daily basis. So, let your heart be one of the most important people in your life in 2022. And for some of you, you might not like the idea of seeing your heart as a separate person. We're not saying it's separate from you, but we are asking you to give the entity that your heart is the reverence, the space, and the support that it deserves. Just because your three-dimensional world tried to talk you out of having contact with your own heart doesn't mean you should comply or follow. Heart is the currency of the future where humanity is concerned. You're currently in a time on earth where anything that is not coming from a heart-centered place is either trying to overpower or falling down. So get deeply in touch with your heart currency this winter, this summer for some of you. Ask yourself, what do I want to create and call toward myself in 2022? And what am I grateful for from 2021? Both of which will unite your heart and your soul and invite those two aspects into your humanity. That is when you become superpowered as a human being, when your heart and your soul are allowed to be 
present with the unity of your mind and your body. Good, in peace and in love to all and a pleasure to be with you on this most specifically potent day. The electrical light energy is strong today. It has been a pleasure to be a conduit for as much of it as is possible and is necessary on earth right now. In peace and in love to all. Hmm. So, seems like things are about to move. Perhaps this is the time for the change we've been waiting for. We are the ones we've been waiting for. I am Barry, spreading the voice within. Kakite, shalom, namaste, masalam. May your God go with you. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.